You are listening to the Wealth Talk Podcast, hosted by Richard Adokasi from Create Wealth Network. The Wealth Talk Podcast is expanding on the principles that are within the map book, the Mind Assistance Program, particularly the Focus 11, which are 11 aspects that we focus on in life to create wealth. These aspects include mental, spiritual, physical, relationships, financial, yourself, contribution, new, business, learn, discipline. We will feature guests that specialize in these aspects to expand your awareness and consciousness on creating wealth. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to Wealth Talk Podcast. We have amazing guests from all over Ontario and all over the world reaching out to us. And uh, we're reaching out to as well because the whole purpose of this platform is to give you insights of wealth creation, right? And one of the main things that everyone has to know is how to communicate. We are here with our special guest today, and I'm so grateful that she's here with us, Rahel Apiajai David. Thank you for joining us on Wealth Talk Podcast. All right. Thank you so much for having me. All right. All right. So let's, we want to get into it. So uh, with Wealth Talk Podcast, of course, we want to get in your mind. We want to know the information and knowledge that you have. But before that, we want to know who you are. Okay. All right. So we want to go all the way back, you know, to when you were born. <laughs> all right. Yeah. 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 We go, we go back. We go all the way back because we need to know you. So tell us what was life like, you know, as a child growing up, you know, um, things that you've learned that uh, made you who you are now. So first and foremost, where, you, where were you born? Okay, so we're going deep. All yeah. right, so I was born in Ghana okay. um, in, in a town called Kumasi. Okay. So if you know Ghana, Accra is our capital. Kumasi is like our Mississauga or our Brampton, mm-hmm. all right? Um, and the, the village or town that I'm from is called Asafo Kokofo. Okay. So that's where I was born. <laughs> okay, okay, nice, 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 nice. My, my dad is from Bokro, my mom's from Kasi. In oh, okay, Indiana, okay, you know? so okay. It's, it's in the area, but it's all Kumasi, you know, yes, for sure. All Kumasi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay nice. so that's amazing. So you were born in Ghana, and yeah. talk about that. Like, what was that like uh, growing up in Ghana? Well, I came here when I was young, and um, my memory of Ghana is in snippets, mm-hmm. just because I remember being around family all the time, and I had my favorite auntie. As long as she was around, I was going to be on her back and wrapped up. Yeah. yeah. So that was my favorite thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, I was definitely loved and spoiled um, yeah, around family all the time. So I came to Canada in the 80s. Okay. Um, my How dad, old were you at this time? Uh, I would have been five. I okay. Think. I think I just turned five. Okay. Yeah. Um, so my dad came here a year before, my mm. mom and my, my siblings and I, and... Um, he sent for us. It was interesting how my dad came to Canada because he ran a business in the market mm-hmm. and one of his business partners was like, hey, I'm going to Canada tomorrow. You want to come? And my dad's like, okay. So, okay, okay. <laughs> so it just, I ran on Okay, wow. It was not fun. Okay. Um, but my dad said he always remembered learning about Canada in school and, and he always thought about, um, uh, he never thought about, sorry, going there. So when the opportunity came, Okay. Okay. Uh, he's a risk taker, as you could see. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think I probably adopted a little bit of that from him. Nice. So, um, yeah. So I came to Canada as as eldest at the time. My mom just had um, my thir- third sibling, um, and so I would take care of him, and um, they would go to work. Okay. So hold on. Before yes. we get deeper into that, so your dad yeah. was invited to come to Ca- to Ghana. 
I mean, to Canada. Yeah. From Ghana. He went to Ghana. Was his intention to stay or was it just to just go take a look? Like, what was... So, at the time, my understanding is he wanted to figure out how Canada works before he brings his entire family. Mm. My mom was also expecting when he was leaving. Okay. So, I have to big up my mom because she really had to trust my dad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, for, for sure. him to, for sure. to leave her with two kids and one on the way. Um, so he came with his friend and kind of figured out, I, I understand they were in Montreal for a little bit, okay. try and figure out how Canada is. He worked, saved up money and then sent for us. So that's okay. how it worked. Yeah. So over there, he had, you said he had a business, he had a market. So what did he do? Just shut that down and just go or? Pretty much. Okay. You see, at, so the year that I was born, I um, mean, just during that time frame too, a lot of Ghanaians were coming to Canada because we were under a coup with mm -hmm. um, Rawlings. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard yep. of, of Rawlings. Um, and so my dad used to tell me stories of like military coming and beating him up, beating up people oh, because wow. they were blaming inflation on the business people mm. and claiming that they weren't selling things at the right prices. Mm. So there's a little bit of history as to why. Okay. Um, it was so he had the him. business, but he's seen there, you know, right now it's like a lot of, uh, resistance to get against his business. So it wasn't yes. going to flourish the way he wanted to. So the opportunity came for him to go look at a new place and, and he went and... Yeah, and okay. he, he, he took that chance because imagine right now Canada's in a state of like high yeah, inflation. inflation right now, imagine yeah. somebody or the military, the Canadian military, walking through your business doors and beating you up mm. and saying because of your sales or whatever it is or the prices you're charging, you're causing this inflation mm -hmm. and, and, and that's the punishment. That's how they're dealing with yeah, it. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So, for sure. So that's you know, even though it's it's not the same thing, but I, I did hear that is kind of happening in Canada where a lot of people are saying, oh, the, the, the cost here is too high, mm -hmm. um, you know, and certain people are like moving to like Dubai yes. and different places, you know, like so it's similar. They're kind of looking for another opportunity. So that's pretty exactly. much what you are. So, okay. So his intention was, okay, I'm going to go there and if it's good, I'm bringing my family. 100%. Okay. So he, he came for us. Um, and I remember when I, when I came to Canada, we landed in Montreal. So we were in Montreal for, I think like two weeks or whatever. And okay. this is the first time I'm on a plane and all these things. And sometimes my parents would tell me stories. Like my mom was like, um, the way I was eating, um, on the, on the airplane, I was just so open to all the meals and the way I had control of my fork and knives and stuff. She was really like astonished okay. to <laughs> see me just like ad adapting so quickly yeah. to the change but i remember when i saw my dad at the airport he looked familiar but i didn't recognize him oh wow and it was only a year that i hadn't seen my father okay yeah so um so anyway. he was here for a year and yeah. he was working and, yeah. and he said, okay yeah and then exactly. when he called for you didn't recognize him i did not recognize my father when i saw him a year later wow right yeah i was about five so like yeah. Yeah, was, and then the baby obviously never, never even met him before. No. That's a big, you know, big risk to take, right? For sure. It is. And then okay, and then and then go on from there. Yes. Yeah, so, so you're talking about like you were kind of looking after your siblings or something like that. Yes. Yeah, so one of the reasons why, like, I had a, I have a younger sister. Remember, I was saying there's three children, and one of the reasons why uh, my parents said they brought me. I, and left my sister because they couldn't bring all of us together was because um, as the eldest, they thought I'd be able to take care of the youngest. So yeah. um, learning English was a struggle for me because there's times I had to miss school. Mm. And I remember um, I was, I can't remember which grade it was, but I had this teacher, we were living in Etobicoke at the time, and I thought she hated me. Uh -huh. She would force me to stay after school, 
do my homework, like all of these things. I remember one time my mom came to the school looking for me because it was way past you know school finish time <laughs> and and she hadn't heard from me she and this is before cell phones like yeah. all that kind of stuff plus my english wasn't that good let's mm -hmm. i want to emphasize that yeah. <laughs> so um yeah she had to come and get me because this teacher was um, very intentional about making sure i knew i understood english i could read and write english and now i appreciate it but at the time i was like this teacher hates me i don't know why she hates me you know um, but now, in retrospect, I'm like, okay, she really did love me and really wanted me to do well in life, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so from there, I, uh, I guess, improved my command of the English language. Mm -hmm. And um, um, our family moved. We moved a few times. Like, I remember we moved to Driftwood one time. And then the final place we moved to, this is in Toronto, was um, uh, Jane and Finch. Uh, uh, Jane and Driftwood or Granadine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think it's between Grand Ravine. Uh -huh. um, so that's where I, I spent the rest of my childhood, mm -hmm. um, going to elementary school. And I always thrived at school. Like, I loved learning. Mm -hmm. And every opportunity I had to teach or support others, I took it. Okay. So um, in elementary school, I was a safety patroller. Um, so okay. I would walk students across the street during lunchtime and after school. Oh, nice. um, I would do no uh, morning announcements. Um, and then uh, as I got into higher grades, I would help like the grade one and two teachers marking uh, math assignments or help the younger students with reading. Like I, once I got English, mm -hmm. yeah. I, it was over from there. Nice. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so then that, that makes sense why you're, you're deep into communication because yes. all these little things, communication also teaching. Yes. You know, so you always jump in to teach. Whenever there's an opportunity for you to teach, you want yes. any time, okay? Yes, teaching is my superpower. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I, I nice. enjoy I enjoy doing it, and and um, for some reason, um, I don't know. People learn. <laughs> <laughs> so so then your parents probably seen that, and that's why they made you responsible for taking care of your siblings and things like that, right? So it's, I would take it they were learning from you as well, right? Oh yeah, I had to help my parents even navigate the Canadian system. Mm. Um. So as much as they were the adults. Um, I was more integrated into the Canadian system because I, I started to go to school here and making friends and mm. because I was so engaged in community. Mm. Um, so I started forming my own relationships and friendships and I was a better help and support to my parents as well. So I, I don't know if they saw that. They must have, yeah. but of course. <laughs> I'll have yeah. to ask them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I also think their parenting style, it, it, like it both went hand in hand. So the type of child I was in terms of my personality mm. and how they parented me because my parents were very uh, i mean you have african parents so yeah. you know they're very deliberate and intentional mm -hmm. like even our names yeah. are, are based on the days that we're born you yes. know what i mean yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. um my parents always told me you're the oldest uh, you need to be an example for your siblings. Mm. We brought you to Canada to go to university. Mm. Um, you need to learn this so you can be a good wife. <laughs> so all the indoctrination. <laughs> but they are good things. Um, and, and just teaching me things like patience. Um, so, and you need that to teach. Mm -hmm. You need to be very patient. Mm -hmm. uh, something I'm always working on. <laughs> um, and then just grace. Being gracious mm -hmm. um, with other people, thinking about others, being thoughtful. So all of those things went hand to hand into shaping who I was as well. Yeah. Okay. So even right now, tell me about some experiences, you know, at that time, 
You know, um, you know, because we're leading up. Because right now, I'm getting all of the community. I understand why you're deep into what you do now. Okay. Right. But tell me some experiences that you've gone through, like at, as a, in in a younger age of coming mm -hmm. up. You know, to help you help mold who you are now. Well, I'm gonna go a little bit further back. So I remember I was in kindergarten or or I can't remember, but it was it was like um, I was much younger and. Um, I was playing with the toy. Now, I, just to give you a visual, when I came to Canada, you know, it, for the most part in Ghana, girls, especially when we go to school, we shave our head, mm -hmm. right? So my hair was like yours. Yeah. Um, I wasn't in like the best clothes or any of those things. I had immigrant parents who came here. As long as you had clothes, you're good. You know mm -hmm. what I yeah, mean? Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I spent a lot of time by myself, actually. Okay. And I'm, I'm really comfortable with being by myself, even now as an adult. Um, so I was playing with toys. And this girl came and snatched a toy from my hand. And I don't remember if I said anything to her, but at this time my English wasn't good or mm. I couldn't speak any, mm. right? Um, and so anyway, whatever happened, she did not give me back the toy, so I bit her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I got in trouble. Uh -huh. She started it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I couldn't tell the teacher mm. like this is what happened mm. of course they can only see my action yeah. right which i'm not saying that's that was the best thing to mm -hmm. do mm -hmm. but i wasn't troubling nobody she came to me yeah, okay. yeah. um so I, I feel like from there um i was <clears throat> i was really determined to learn how to communicate and get command of the english language mm. i wanted to always be able to say what I want to say, how I want to say in a way that people will understand. Mm -hmm. um, and so this meant that at a very young age, I started writing, I would read books. Like this is just all self-motivated, okay. thank God, right? Yeah. So I started reading children's books, okay? Yeah. And then I would write my own stories wow. and illustrate them. Uh, I don't know if you, did you go to school in Canada? Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so back in the day, and, and I don't know if they have those books now. I think I've seen one or two of my children with them. Um, there was those books that had lines on the bottom and then on the top it's blank. So you write on the bottom and draw at, at the top of the yes, page. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Those were my favorite about. books. Yes, yes. So, so you have like something written in a picture that yes. kind of explains the, what you've written, right? Well, it, it was blank so you could draw the picture. Yeah, yes, exactly, right? exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, 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 I got it. So those were my favorite books. Mm -hmm. I, I would write my own stories and my mom has been very fundamental in... Um, being open to my learning, like when I shared and showed things with her, she was always impressed or was act impressed. Mm. I don't know which one. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and she, would, she was like, did you write this? I said, yeah, I wrote this. This is my story. I made it up. And she's like, this is so good. Like she would always be very nice. encouraging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, that made me feel good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you want me want to do more, right? Yes, and I yeah. wanted to do yeah. more. So I, I, would, I would write more stories and things. I wish I still had those books. I don't even know where those things are right now. Um, so as I, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, as I become, as I became older, I also remember, um, uh, I get very emotional. So sometimes when I, uh, I don't know, I, they call it empathy now. We didn't have all that language back then. <laughs> I find myself very empathetic. So just for an example, I was watching, um, Oh my gosh, what's this show called? Uh, America's Got Talent with my children. Okay. And you know how sometimes people share their stories on yeah. America's Got Talent and why they're there and why mm. they want to win? So I was tearing up and my children are like, Mom, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, are you crying? Like, 
<laughs> that's me okay yeah. so because i'm that way sometimes it's very difficult to express myself mm-hmm. the way that i hope so in order to better channel um my thoughts and and also um not control my emotions but i guess redirect my emotions i also wanted to have a better command of the english language and how to communicate so from a very young age i just promised myself mm-hmm. i was going to be a good communicator and i was going to learn this thing called english okay. and i was going to be able to do it um in a way that you know made it easy for people to know and understand me wow so so what at what age do we would you feel that okay i know this language like what how old are you when you felt like okay you're confident you could talk you you know the language you could explain yourself <clears throat> to be honest i feel like it's a language i continue to learn mm-hmm. i even now i've been in canada over 30 years and i can't say that i'm 100 percent confident mm-hmm. english has become my dominant language um, right now, I speak three languages. I mean, if you add Patois, you could say four. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay what are the other, others? Um, so I speak three. Yeah. When we came to Canada, I, my brother and I used to be highly annoyed uh, by my father, but he would be like, this week, no one is speaking English in my house. And mm. we're like, oh, God, mm. you know. But I'm glad he did that because it forced me to um, continue to speak Cree mm. and, and, and um, be able to express myself in Cree. Although, Ghanaians say I speak Cree with an accent. I can't win, okay? <laughs> 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 when, I w- when I went to Ghana and I was speaking to them, they're just laughing. I'm like, do you guys not understand what I'm saying? They said they do, but you have an accent. Mm. I'm just like okay so because you've been here for a while so yeah, i've been here exactly. yeah but they're yeah. really impressed that after so long i still, still speak, speak it. yeah exactly so so i still speak tree that's my nice. mother tongue and as you know english mm-hmm. and when i was in university um, my dad has always encouraged me to um, learn french mm-hmm. because we're in canada yeah so he's like you understand english now now learn french so i knew if i didn't do it in school i'd never do it mm-hmm. so i took a really big risk and it really impacted my grades actually wow. um, and i went to a bilingual um, campus york university Glendon campus okay and so i learned french while i was in university doing my honors oh wow uh, so you learned french at a, uh, a later age too okay because yes. usually when you're younger you could adapt and understand it better yes. but wow okay that's amazing it was a big risk i yeah. started this conversation by saying i'm a risk taker yes exactly. i learned that from my father okay so, <laughs> so um yeah so i have like um a good foundation in french mm-hmm. uh, my french is a little bit rusty but yeah. for the most part i can engage and understand something Nice. it's not as strong as it used to be because i don't use it as much as much yeah, yeah, yeah. So. but you're still developing that language as well yeah i'm still developing that language and um i think if if and when i do have opportunities i'm in, in like a francophone space and mm-hmm. things there's certain things that i can at least communicate or pick up i remember one time randomly i was in toronto and, and there were three people um i guess there were tourists trying to figure out where to go and i was able to tell them in french and i was oh, like wow. oh i'm surprised that i still you know have it but like not as strong as it used to be okay well talk about the languages though like why is it important to have you know to know different languages okay i think knowing different languages allows you to communicate with more people in a way that they understand that's Mm. i think that's number one and number two it also gives you opportunities to be helpful in different ways like i said the the folks in toronto who are able to give them you know a little bit of instruction in (laughs) in french and 
even with the very tiny Spanish that I know, because when we were in elementary school, we used to go to Spanish classes after school. Okay. And you are listening to the Wealth Talk podcast, hosted by Richard Adokasi from Create Wealth Network. The Wealth Talk podcast is expanding on the principles that are within the map book, the mind assistance program, particularly the Focus 11, which are 11 aspects that we focus on in life to create wealth. These aspects include mental, spiritual, physical, relationships, financial, yourself, contribution, new, business, learn, discipline. We will feature guests that specialize in these aspects to expand your awareness and consciousness on creating wealth. Thank you and enjoy the show. I, I won't say I was. Those students were bad. And so we spent, the teachers spent more time disciplining than teaching okay. because these students were just not. <laughs> maybe once in a while I, I you know, got it. Maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, so languages allow you to connect with other people. So mm-hmm. when I went to uh, Mexico with my husband, uh, I was able to do like just common stuff like como estas and yeah like that with the people and you can see that people change mm-hmm. when you're able to connect with them where they are mm-hmm. right even small like a greeting yeah. look how people responded in jamaica when obama said you know he yeah. greeted them in Pakistan. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Like, it, they're celebrated yes, it. exactly. <laughs> it's good it's good and it gives people a sense of connection to mm-hmm. you now where it's like okay so they're like me in some way or they appreciate me um, enough to at least know one or two things about me. Um, yeah, so. That's true. That's true. Because even here, you know, we're in Brampton. Yes. Right? And um, even with the Indian community, mm-hmm. you know, if you say like, Sashika, you yes, know, like, yes, like, yes. They, 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 you know, they light up, yes, you know, because exactly. it's like, okay, you have an interest in, in their language, right? And, and, and that's pretty much you going and learning these languages. You, yeah. you're, you're more embraced, I guess, when people are speaking the languages, right? 100%. Okay. So, so um, and then just in terms of if we talk about like economics, mm-hmm. I know um, there's certain jobs I've had where if people spoke a, a language, they got paid a dollar or two mm-hmm. for the yep. exact same thing that yep. I'm doing in English. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's, especially in like the social service sector now, depending on what's going on immigration wise, mm-hmm. if you speak a language of like, when we had um, folks from Syria coming over mm-hmm. and um, own social work who spoke Arabic, mm-hmm. uh, some of my students, uh, I guess I'll come back to students and teaching, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> some of my students were like, you know, Rahel, um, there are opportunities out there, but they all want Arabic speakers for, there was a time where there was a uh, large influx of Nigerians coming to Canada from, from um, the U.S. and they wanted folks that identified with that culture mm-hmm. and all that too. So it gives you um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like competitive edge too? Yeah. To yeah, be able to yeah. communicate in multiple languages. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Like um, I, I know like here in Canada as well, like the French language um, are so much more positions are open. Yes. Um, I, uh, one of our wealth creators within Create Wealth Network, um, she's from Cameroon. I believe Cameroon yes. they speak French, right? They do. And, um, and there's Pretty much she always she always has work because 100%. yeah right because you can speak that other that another language it's like you automatically have work right yep a hundred percent so um yeah i think that you know for all those reasons good to know as many languages as you can and i have um i enrolled my daughters into french immersion but boy those people 
So <laughs> they are just so laid back about learning French. I was hoping that um, if they learned French, I could continue to practice with mm -hmm. them. But what about tree? Do they uh, are they tree, learning? It, tree is also very minimum. Mm -hmm. okay. Very very minimum. Yeah. Um, but they know how to like greet and yes. say what their name is and ask how are you. Like mm -hmm. the basic, yeah. like, bare minimum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I wish I wish that they they were able to to learn more. Mm -hmm. uh, but we have some books from Ghana. Yeah. I always ask my mom to bring books that they can learn from and yeah. to read together. And also helps me to brush up on my tree reading, which is... Yeah. Mark, but... So <laughs> even, even with myself, um, when, when growing up, yeah. um, it's interesting. It's good that your, your dad told you, hey, you guys have to speak tree. With my parents, I, I think it was more of a fitting in, right? So they wanted us to learn English, yeah. right? So at home, they didn't really speak tree to us as much. And I remember... Yeah. My uncle told me one time when he was trying to speak tree uh, to us, and then um, my dad told me, oh, no, I let them learn English. Let them learn English, yeah. right? But then, you know, it, it, it's understandable because at that time, like around, similar to when your parents came, I think my parents came like late 70s, okay. they more wanted to fit in, exactly. right? Um, but now with my children, you know, I want them to learn tree because exactly. growing up, like, I you know I, 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 there's conversations and and things and I want to be a part of it yes. and I and I can't really be uh, uh, as much a part of it. Uh, my wife she 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 was also uh, grew up here as well, but she speaks okay. tree and oh, and she understands it. And you no, know, since I've been with her, I, I would say I've been learning more. Good. And Good uh, even my children, I've been learning more now because I try to teach them what I know, Beautiful. right? Um, so I I think yeah, definitely it's something that you know we got to keep passing on, you know, to next 100%. generations, right? 100 percent so should i test your tree right now or? Uh, hey you know uh, i don't know what you know like hey i, I may understand there's a high, high chance i'm gonna understand but speaking back is like i, I guess my coffee just like you're saying when yeah. you went to Ga uh, ghana and they would laugh i yeah. think that kind of discouraged of me course. in terms of being confident to speak it but at home i'll speak soon i'll be ready to <laughs> speak it on the outside but you know, um, I, I want you to talk about that too because, yeah. you know, you're here and you're a communication expert, yeah. right? And, you know, when there's a lack of communication, sometimes, you know, people aren't as confident, Yes. right? And, you know, I want you to, is that something that you experience maybe with your clients and your students when they come in and, and you know, as they learn to communicate more, you know, like it, it boosts the confidence, right? I would, I would assume. I think uh, confidence in communication is the biggest thing. Mm. You, you have to be confident to, first of all, even us. Mm. If we're talking about verbal communication. When I train on, on communication through um, my, my business, 1-1000 Training Consulting, what I do is I equip people with the principles of communication. Because the thing is, we all think we can communicate, but we can't actually. Mm. Um, and communication is something that has evolved over time. And it can change depending on where you are and who you're with. Yeah. Okay. Um, so some of the things that I talk about is what is communication and what is effective communication. Those are two different things. Mm. Right. So, okay, fine. Let's say we know how to communicate, but do we know how to communicate effectively? And the difference between communication, okay, first communication is just basically sending and receiving information. Yeah. But understand that it's not just verbal. There's also nonverbal communication. Mm -hmm. okay? So there's two um, ways. And then under those two ways, there's different ways. Yeah. <laughs> we call them modes of communication okay. um, under that. So I teach them about that to understand that basics. Then the next thing is 
Um, now that we know what communication is, how do we do that effectively? Effective communication is not only ascending and receiving information, but increasing the probability that the person is going to respond respond in the way that you intended. Mm. So you can communicate with me and say, okay, Rahel, meet me here. Yeah. Right? And I will know that you want me to come somewhere. Mm -hmm. But I, I will need more information. What else would you have to share with me? The address or something. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, 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 you yeah, might yeah. give me landmarks. Mm -hmm. You might give me a time. Yeah. Those kind of things. So if you ask me to meet you, I might get in my car and be like, hi. <laughs> 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 but if you tell me, okay, meet me here, meet me here at this time, then I'll show up on time. Mm -hmm. That's increasing the probability. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you've given me landmarks, so now it's increasing the probability that I won't get lost, or mm -hmm. if I do, at least I'll be in the area. You know, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And it's also important to understand that if you communicate, there isn't a response, that is still a response. Mm. Yeah. So it either means like the individual hasn't um, received the message, um, they don't understand the message, or they didn't know that the message was intended for them, mm -hmm. or they don't even know why you're sending them the message. Like there could be so many reasons. And so um, then have to follow up or whatever, do whatever is necessary. But um, yeah, so I start with those fundamentals and then. We talk about things like the principles of communication. What I love about teaching people about communication is no matter what industry you're in, no matter what you do for a living, these skills can apply to everything. So I've done effective communication uh, training for entrepreneurs. I've gone to different, um, uh, I'm forgetting what you call them. They're, they're just like, Spaces um, for people that are starting businesses and like that, like startup organizations. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And I've done effective communication training for them. Mm. The most recent one I did was yeah, for Futurepreneur. They had a group of entrepreneurs from across Canada, mm -hmm. and I did an effective communication for them. And I talked about something as simple as invoicing. Like, we're all in business. Yeah. <laughs> we want to make sure we get paid. We love what we do, but we, we need to pay our bills. Mm -hmm. But I get... Um, entrepreneurs who send me invoices all the time without letting me know how to pay it. Mm. So they've just let me know I owe them money. Great. Yeah. Thank you for letting me know that. Yeah. Do you want the money? Mm. Okay, nowhere on this invoice does it say these are the methods of payment mm. or any of that. And they were like, oh. Yeah. So I said, yes, go check your invoices. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're wondering why you're getting late payments. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So communication in everything we do. And then you know, I spoke to them about their websites. Yeah. What, what was their intention? What was the action? What is the goal? Um, so I think that just to, to sum up communication, a lot of time we, can, we think that communicating is enough and that's where we start. Oh, I let them know. But where we should start is what do I hope to achieve? Mm -hmm. And then we communicate based on that. We take the appropriate steps. That's, that's deep. No, honestly, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot to so unpack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I want to get into that. So, so with like what... I want you to get to when you started this company, like, mm. you know, what was the motivator that made you start and like what happened, like what is in it and, and you know, I want you to go through that process of, of starting because it, it's clearly very important, it is. right? And like the details of what you're saying, like, and I was thinking surface, I was thinking you're just thinking about communicating, mm. but when now when you're talking about like details such as invoicing, website, <laughs> no, that's true, right? And even, even 
not not communicating is communicating yeah right because even right now on and we're living in that social world yes. right and sometimes people send someone a message mm-hmm. on instagram or facebook or, or something like that and they'll get no reply exactly. right why are they getting no reply exactly. like all these things this is what i'm thinking why is you talking about like, holy all this this is this is all part of communicating all so of what what was it that made you say this is what i'm getting into okay i love to tell this story so first, whenever I tell people my, the name of my company is 11,000, they're like, 11,000? I'm like, yes. So I'll tell you where the name came from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how I was saying when I was younger, I was at everything, helping here, helping there. So whenever my mom would learn of all the things I'm doing, because I was always sharing with her, she would be like, oh, one man thousand. Uh-huh. And she would always say that, no matter what I said okay. to her. So as a teenager now, I've been hearing it for years. Uh-huh. I'm like, mom, like, why do you always call me that? Mm. So she's like, you're one man. You're doing a thousand things. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, and, and that has always been a thing about me. Like, I, I need to do multiple things. Mm. I don't know what mm. it is, but I get bored and I don't like to be bored. Mm-hmm. So I keep myself active in that way. So that's where the name of my company came from, One One Thousand, and I really believe that if we give people the fundamental uh, communication mm. tools, now I've also added project management mm. and consulting, then they can be one person and do a thousand different things. Mm-hmm. Like I really, really believe that. Um, the reason why I chose effective communication, when I was uh, a teenager, I used to deliver workshops um, there's an organization called the Toronto Youth Cabinet I used to volunteer for, do civic engagement across the city of Toronto. And we had a capacity building training series that our staff at the time, um, Ange, uh, she was Ange Kinnear at that time, but I can't remember, she's rechanged her name, but um, <laughs> she, she uh, got some funding to train all the youth on how to do different things, like, um, I don't know, media interviews, how to create workshops, all these different things. And mm-hmm. I was there for that. After that, I was able to create and deliver workshops that were engaging. Mm-hmm. Young people loved them. Mm-hmm. And I loved doing it. Yeah. It was a, a way to create. And so um, when I started going to university, it was a lot for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of pulled back on volunteering and sports and all the things I was doing. But the city of Toronto had some projects going on and they were like, they remember me as a young person delivering and they wanted me to deliver these workshops for these young people. And then the Toronto Public Library heard about me and then they wanted me to do the workshops. And then they said they would pay me. So as a young person in university, mm. you are asking me to do something I love and you're going to pay me mm. yes and yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so from there, I started thinking to make this into a business because remember how I said my parents would indoctrinate me with different things. Mm -hmm. One of the things that they always said to me was, Rahel, if you're going to make it in Canada, you need to have a business. Mm -hmm. They would always say that to me. So I said, if people are coming to me and they're throwing money at me to do this, I might as well make it into a business. So um, that's really how my my business was birthed. And I was on um, mat leave, my second son, and um, I said I would register it officially. So I was mm-hmm. doing it a little bit before I actually registered as a sole proprietor. And then, um, so that was about 14 or 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've transitioned the business to not just um, go out and deliver workshops, um, but then I would do in-house. I transitioned to like business to business now where mm-hmm. uh, organizations, not-for-profits and businesses who already had training, yeah 
but needed someone to deliver. Mm-hmm. They hired me. They already had the space, you know, yeah. all of that. And I would deliver for them. Um, and then the, <laughs> the most recent thing was now taking um, my effective communication training and uh, facilitation as well, especially during COVID. I created an online facilitation and how to effectively facilitate. Um, I created an online course uh, for that. And, and so now it's uh, digitalized yeah. uh, for people to buy because I can't be in all the places. Yeah, exactly. And then people need effective communication all over the world as well. Yeah. Um, as I developed myself, so I, I the certificate in project management, I then added project management to uh, my business portfolio. And I only do projects that have a social impact. So one of the projects I've worked on was like a collaboration with uh, a business called How She Hustles. Uh, we were doing a, a national series on female uh, entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and just them exposure, talking about how to run a business, what are some of the challenges, what are the, some of the solutions. And so that was in partnership with ABC entrepreneur, and at the time, they were Ryerson uh, DMZ, now they're TMU. Um, so, yeah, that helps female entrepreneurs. One of my current clients is Black Moms Connection, okay. and um, they're an uh, online global village of over 30,000 <laughs> black mothers. Wow. Um, uh, all exist on a Facebook group. We have, like, Black Moms in Asia, Black Moms in U.S., Black Moms in Canada, mm-hmm. Caribbean, Africa. And so um, they have a project called Financial Literacy, uh, universe and mm-hmm. I helped them uh, develop that in Ontario and expand it to other provinces in Canada. So yeah, project management is under my portfolio and I have a team of uh, women who are interested in being independent contractors or starting their own business and so I plug them into these projects so that I also coach them on how to do their roles, how to run a business, how to invoice, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, while also helping my clients on their projects. So everything I do feeds into others and mm-hmm. develops them mm-hmm. while, you know, they support and help what I do. Like, it's just a part of who I am. Wow, that's amazing. And honestly, yeah. it aligns so much with the map book yeah. and uh, the program we have because um, you're creating through service. 100%. So go deeper into that. Why is it so important that you're in service all the time? That's a good question. I think about that often. Um, and maybe sometimes I struggle with it. There's, there's so many things that come to me about that. One, serving comes to me naturally. I don't know if it's because I'm Ghanaian, because mm-hmm. Ghanaians are yeah. we're very service-oriented yeah, yeah, yeah. people, so is it a part of my DNA and my heritage? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little bit of that. <laughs> also, as my position in my family, being the eldest and literally having to serve mm-hmm. my siblings and my parents, to the point where my siblings don't see me as a sibling. <laughs> like, they're, like, they're like a mom. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think maybe like life groomed me in that way. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing is I always believe that we have to be the change. If we want to see something better mm-hmm. or improved, we have to do that. And I believe in action. So um, it can be exhausting sometimes. Yeah. Because I can't do everything. And, and I think that's why I like to teach others. Yeah. And um, even as a parent, um, I try to duplicate these values that I hold in my children. Yeah. Um, and find people who share those values. Because even from like a faith perspective, um, I'm a Christian. And I believe that whatever we do, 
Like God can't come down. Well, I mean, he can, I guess, but he, he's created us to be an extension of exactly, him, exactly. you know? And so um, I, I think that's my way of being an extension and a reflection of who God mm. is in, in people's lives. And there's nothing wrong with being compensated for that. You are listening to the Wealth Talk Podcast, hosted by Richard Adokasi from Create Wealth Network. The Wealth Talk Podcast is expanding on the principles that are within the map book the Mind Assistance Program, particularly the Focus 11, which are 11 aspects that we focus on in life to create wealth. These aspects include mental, spiritual, physical, relationships, financial, yourself, contribution, new, business, learn, discipline. We will feature guests that specialize in these aspects to expand your awareness and consciousness on creating wealth. Thank you and enjoy the show. That. Yeah. Because I because I'm being compensated for it, I can help build up other people mm-hmm. and compensate them. Exactly. To, you know what I mean? And yeah. replicate and continue to create. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a law of compensation. You know, <laughs> the law of compensation is service, right? Service yes. and in exchange you get compensated. Yeah. Right. And and that's something that I guess is not communicated to people no. uh, properly because a lot of times people are focused on the money, mm. right? And, and not the actual service aspect mm. of it, right? But, yeah. you, know, um, you know, many people go through experiences where, you know, you'll notice if you're going for the money, a lot of times it goes quickly, yeah. right? But yeah. when you're going for the service and you're, you're serving, then you get CIBC calling you. Then you get, <laughs> you know, all these people yeah. just reaching out to you because yeah. they see, oh, wow, this person, like they're, they're noticing the work that you're doing. Uh-huh. And the service that you're doing and they just want to be a part of that right 100% people respect results mm. and um, there's lots of training or consulting organizations out there bigger than me mm-hmm. smaller than me um, but I know that my organization is different because of how we approach things mm-hmm. um, and just understanding that at the end of the day it's not only just the results but it's how you get to the results that mm-hmm. also matters. Mm-hmm. How we treat people also matters. So I'm very selective about who I work with too, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I don't take on all clients mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, because values matter to me and how you treat people matters to me. And that, when I say how you treat people, I don't mean just, I've worked with clients. I had to talk to them about how they talk to their staff because I don't work like that. Yeah. You know? So those kind of things um, stay with me, reflected in my business. Anyone on my team that works with me, I ask them, what gives them joy? Because that's, that's an interview question. Um, because in order for you to work with me, I want you to wake up happy like I'm going to be doing it. Yeah, right? excited to go, yes. go, yeah, get up and go for the day, right? And joy is contagious. Mm-hmm. If I come to work with joy, I'm definitely going to communicate with you better. Yep. Definitely going to have better results. You're going to have better experiences. So, um, yeah, those are all, all, all the different values and how they play out in my business. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, you, you were just talking about um, being results oriented, and yeah. you were talking about how you, you have you seen some people in the end, like how they how they were talking to their staff, right? So, yeah. and you said that's not how I work. Yeah. Right, so I want to know your process because mm-hmm. you mentioned that for me before when you say when you communicate, you got to communicate effectively, yeah. you have to go in with kind of intention. Yeah. So, yes. to, to run, run me through the process okay. of how you work and how what your expectations mm-hmm. of your clients you know to work that what's that process like? Okay, 
So one of the things I've been doing recently, and, and I'm learning to do more of it too with my business, putting in processes and automation. This mm -hmm. is where we're going. And mm -hmm. just in general, I find with the black community, we're usually one of the last to know and learn about mm -hmm. in the industry. So I don't want to be um, behind. Mm -hmm. I really want to understand and, and incorporate and apply them. So um, this year I launched a new... Uh, customer relationship management platform mm -hmm. that allows people to request it to my website. It automatically sends it to me and my team with the clear what what is it that they're looking for? Training, project management. What is their budget? What is their timelines? Um, just like four or five questions. Follow up with them. Uh, immediately schedule a meeting. Mm -hmm. After we schedule the meeting, then we decide are we sending you a proposal and an invoice. Um, I remember one of my clients, they're like, oh, I love your, your, um, your uh, system. I just had to click, 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 sign, done. Like, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even making that, the, the process of someone choosing to pay me enjoyable. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. And a lot, and especially because I think during COVID, I, my business did very well, mm -hmm. you know? And so we've kind of predominantly stayed virtual. Okay. So uh, it meant I incorporated other programs like Google Drives just to work with my team, yeah. have the meetings, um, and um, you know, the online calendars, uh, Calendly, yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. So we, we work virtually. Um, I think I wanted to go back to a little bit of the mode of communication. So. Mm. Just, it's just as important for us to have conversations, but it's also important for us to have written, uh, you know, documentation to follow up. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is that my clients and I agree on, I always make sure it's documented and sent to them to, mm -hmm. to see, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. After our conversations, because sometimes you can understand something one way and I yeah. understand another way, but when it's on paper, it's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what I meant. Yeah. Or, so communicating in different modes, mm -hmm. verbally, non-verbally, um, and even in, in pictures or videos, which my online courses are on in video, those things are also important mm. as well. Um, for those that purchase my, so this is just like consulting, training, project management stuff, but for those that don't engage with me directly and they buy my courses online, mm. it's like all there. They register, they put in their information, they pay, they can watch the video of the course. They can play the audio of the course, or there's a book. I'm trying to engage people. Okay, all so you have different, are the different yes. ways of the, okay. Yes, and they have all three, if mm -hmm. they want all three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so again, um, I'm very intentional about practicing what I preach and mm -hmm. being an example, mm -hmm. because if I can do it, and I tell you to, then you're like, oh, Rahel could do it, I could do it. Yeah, You know, yeah, and a lot exactly. of people have said that to me, mm -hmm. you know, to be that example, so. Um, yeah, so that's the, the process for consulting and training services, and that's the process purchasing online. And wow, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. And, um, <laughs> you know, like with, within our program, like we have something called the Focus 11, right? And in okay. the Focus 11, like these are 11 aspects that we focus on, right? And one thing that like throughout this whole interview with you, I noticed that you're talking uh, is, is you have an emphasis on learning. Right, um, number one, from your parents. Yes. I noticed that, you know, um, you learn a lot from your parents and then also from your studies and your schools and all these programs and certificates uh, that you got. So, you know, like talk, to, talk about the importance of that. Mm. So, I really believe that learning doesn't just happen in the classroom. Mm. Um, 
But classroom learning um, is important because yes, I want a doctor that has done the education necessary to assist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I learned it so many uh, different ways. So, for example, uh, when did COVID happen? Twenty nineteen. 2020. 2020, yeah. yeah. 2020. The, the last two, three years or whatever is just one blur to yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Post and pre-COVID. But I wonder if we're still over, but I think we're over <laughs> it. <right? laughs> Every so often I still see someone in a mask. I'm like, are we over it? <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, you're right. I, yeah. I've done my education. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also been a professor at Sheridan for like 10 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm working at Toronto Metropolitan University, developing a course for them on how to make change, use policy and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm even working at an academia in addition to um, my business and offering training. Like, you're right. Learning is all around me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went to university. I did my, my, um, my honors degree in international studies. And um, I wrote my thesis on, on um, Ghana, Ghana for life, so <laughs> and the underdevelopment of Ghana. Um, so even in, in, when in university, we had an option of doing our thesis or doing like a placement. All of those things are, are learning. As a professor at Sheridan, I kind of leaned towards the experiential learning where I was able to um, support my students with preparing to go to placement and creating a, a classroom environment uh, for COVID in person. But during COVID, I had to actually convert it all to online and yeah. teach them it through online ways and learn all these online tools mm-hmm. um, to teach them these practical professional skills and principles of social work and all of that to apply. In, in, you know? um, so I think that experience and examples are the best teachers mm-hmm. uh, and people tend to click uh, better when mm-hmm. they have that. And it's important also to know how people learn culturally. Um, if you check, a lot of uh, people of African descent and indigenous folks uh, learn best through like stories and, and like examples and experience. Whereas um, other cultures, they just need you to read something or <laughs> just to present something and, and, and they got it. So mm-hmm. it's important to incorporate all those different layers and aspects of learning. Um, I like to I like to share this story where I, I had a I, I was teaching a class and, and mixed with international students from like Nigeria uh, predominantly India too especially being in Brampton had a lot of international students. yeah um, some of them were from like Hong Kong and all of that so I would always encourage my students to you know participate in class put up your hand ask mm. questions all of that. My international students from India tended not to do that. Mm. So I would call on them, and I'm like, I'm not picking on you, yeah. maybe I am, but yeah. I want yeah. you to yeah. <laughs> participate. And it w- I was always surprised because they knew so much, okay. and I couldn't understand why they wouldn't put up their hand. Mm-hmm. So one of my students, I was very grateful, after class, and he's like, you know, Rahel, in India, we don't raise our hand because it's disrespectful to our professors, mm. and it's like we're challenging them. So if you want us to participate, have to call us because we're not used to you know uh, us putting up our hand mm. it's not seen the same way here mm. as we see it back home um so again all of these um elements like there's there's this diagram of communication that i share when i'm when i'm doing the training and i show the process of communication mm. 
and um, all the way from the sender to the receiver. Okay. And then there's an arrow going back, which then has like the context, mm -hmm. but you also need to add the cultural context. Mm. So if we can get that entire process almost perfect, I don't know if communication yeah. can remember, yeah, yeah. but we can get it, the better we can mm -hmm. do that entire process, the more probability that we'll get the response yeah. or the outcomes that we're looking for. Mm. Um, as well so i'm I, i'm sharing that story to show you that as much as yes i have the formal education yeah i'm learning every single day yeah every single day and i'm also learning from the people i teach yes i don't come into any classroom or any space thinking i know everything mm -hmm. um there's always 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 so much to learn and i think um one of the words that a lot of people have used to describe me is, is humble in order to learn you need to a humble person mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because <laughs> it's true, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so i think that's another value that i walk with is mm -hmm. humility mm -hmm. um and because i understand that i don't know everything and i even my children i learned from those people don't yeah. tell them okay that's good yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right and understanding that there's always some something to learn from anybody and any Mm -hmm. right the form of education is not the only education um but it's good to have i think a collection of all of it yes okay maybe you might start learning some stuff on youtube and you realize i'm really interested in this let me actually go take a class yeah you know it's, yeah. It, it doesn't have to be all or nothing you, yeah. can, you can i guess blend blend your learning mm -hmm. um so i also like to learn through travel okay Travel teaches me so much about like the world and even myself. Mm -hmm. um, I remember a few years ago, my husband and I went to New York for my birthday and our taxi driver told me he was from Nepal and I was able to greet him in his language. Okay. He like turned around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he was so shocked. Like, well, no one spoke his language yes. before. Yeah. And I, even, I was surprised that I remembered because I had been working with so much immigrants at the time mm -hmm. in the newcomer uh, program that... Um, I used to do recruitment for and um, those things stuck with me because every time I met a newcomer I always asked them how do I greet you in your oh, language nice. right I was very intentional mm -hmm. about that to make them feel you know welcome yeah whatever um, and then my last trip before COVID I went to Ghana mm -hmm. and um, I remember on my way to Ghana I, I went Switzerland I went to Switzerland and then from Switzerland I went to Belgium. Yeah. Each time I went through the, you know, whatever, the security, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, yeah. all the things you got to do put your bag, all of that. They were always doing small talk with me, like, oh, where are you going? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to Ghana. And they're like, oh, so you're going back home? I'm like, I've been in Canada for so long. I never really thought about Ghana as my exactly. home, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? And I was like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so so now I get to Ghana, and I also I went to South Africa for a little bit too, and um, I came back to Ghana, and then from Ghana I came back to Canada, and all my experiences I reflected on it. One, I learned that um, no matter how long you've been away from your country, yes, it is your home, mm -hmm. because when my aunties and everybody saw me. It was like I never left. Mm. I, I belonged. Everybody looked like me. Mm. Well, they look better than me. They're yeah. just beautiful. Yeah. 
I was like, yeah. I was staring. Like, um, and then other things that I noticed too is I am, I bought into the perception that North America is better. They have a better um, electric system than we do here in terms of like just how they uh, conserve energy. So um, there's like a, a design that they have for the outlets where it stops the current from flowing if you're not plugged in and not using it. We don't have that here in Canada. Yeah. Current is always flowing. And I'm like, wow, they have some of these solutions that we need mm -hmm. in Canada. They're already, because mm -hmm. we're led to believe that our countries are backwards and mm -hmm. all of these things. So I, I got to live and see these real life things and some of the things that we do do better than the North Americans. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I didn't learn that in a classroom. I had to go to go Ghana, Ghana. Yeah, to yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and as much as it's a privilege that I can speak multiple languages, when I stopped in South Africa for a few days, that was the first time in my life that I felt like alone, alone. Because, one, when South Africans saw me, they thought I was South African, mm. and they would speak whatever dialect or language. Yeah. And I'm trying to convince them I don't understand, and they're looking at me like, what do you mean you don't understand? Mm. Like, I didn't know what they were saying, yeah. but that's how they looked at me. And I remember there was a time of, uh, during one of the days of my trip, and I was like, I want to go out, but like, I don't know anybody. Mm -hmm. And the people that I did know were far away, yeah. and I have to take like an Uber, and like I'm, I'm by myself in this country, and I'm like, this is how newcomers come when they come to Canada? Like, how do my parents do this? Because mm -hmm. it's very isolating yeah. um, as well. And so I had to go through that experience to at least get some understanding of how it feels like to leave your country, go mm -hmm. to another country. And mind you, I didn't have to live there. I was only being there for a few days. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was another lesson I took from, me, from the trip. And I just really observed how Ghanaians eat. That was also important to me to see how do we engage. When they wake up in the morning and they're having jollof rice yeah. or a watch it, yeah. I'm like, I thought that was dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so yeah. they eat heavy in yeah. the day, walk off and work off all of that food. Mm -hmm. And at night they have tea and go to bed. I'm like, that's how they look so good. you know. Mm -hmm. So it made me think about how I'm living my life here and mm -hmm. how I'm eating. Mm -hmm. If I read that in a book, maybe I would have been inclined. But again, being immersed in it and seeing it, yeah. you know, that was all learning and lesson and teaching mm -hmm. for me. So I try to incorporate all of those different ways of learning in addition to my formal education. I, um, I'm looking to really do a master's in uh, culture and um, communication mm -hmm. uh, because I want to even understand in a diplomatic level, in a formal level, how does policy creation impact uh, societal cultures as well. So I'm gonna continue doing my formal education. I'm still gonna learn from others. I'm still gonna learn through travel, but I think it's important to have all those aspects um, so that I can also enrich those that I am training and teaching. If that's my calling, if that's my superpower, mm -hmm. I have a responsibility to continue upgrading myself so I can continue to upgrade those around me. I can't be stagnant. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, honestly, Rahul, because like I'm so grateful that we had this wealth talk because like you really open up my mind and hope, hopefully for the viewers and yeah. listeners, you open up their minds as well in terms of communication, yeah. right? Because um, as I'm talking to you, you know, it's just, you know, a lot of things in terms of communication are really standing out to me. And I really, I want to just go in even, even deeper because you're talking about Ghana, right? Um, when I went to Ghana, um, I, me and my wife went both for the first time. Yes. And this is when COVID was happening. So we oh had, our, our, our trip actually got cut short and we came back. Okay. But one thing that I did experience was um, like the, 
the communication even through eating. Like when there's food, everyone gathers. Yes. And everyone's eating together and they're communicating and they're, oh. you know, even eating each other's food. Yes. Right? Like it, it's, and that's, and, and, and it, 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 it makes you so much more connected yes. to each other. 100%. Right? And then, you know, um, when we come here, um, I feel like there's not much communication. No. Right? Even when I go for like a walk mm-hmm. and I walk by and I, anytime I walk by someone, they're like this. Literally they put their head down. down right? Exactly. And you go to get, you go to. You are listening to the Wealth Talk Podcast. Hosted by Richard Adokasi from Create Wealth Network. The Wealth Top Podcast is expanding on the principles that are within the map book, the mind assistance program, particularly the Focus 11, which are 11 aspects that we focus on in life to create wealth. These aspects include mental, spiritual, physical, relationships, financial, yourself, contribution, new, business, learn, discipline. We will feature guests that specialize in these aspects to expand your awareness and consciousness on creating wealth. Thank you and enjoy the show. You go, you know, different places in the road, yeah. everyone's greeting each other. Exactly. Everyone's like welcoming each other, you know, exactly. so like, let's dive into that. Like, mm-hmm. like, why, why is it like this? So, um, there's, there's a really resource, a really good resource that I found online that evaluates um, the different ways that different cultures communicate. And mm-hmm. so they had, if you can imagine, a linear um, uh, like line mm-hmm. on the page. And then they put at, at the end of each one um, the different types or levels of communication that each culture would have. And mm-hmm. so, uh, of course, they didn't focus on African countries because, yeah. I mean, why would they, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, 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 we have to bring that information out, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's, I will add that to my to-do list. Yeah, yes. for sure, definitely, definitely. Um, so they had um, countries like Russia, mm-hmm. um, China, India, US, UK, and they kind of showed like, how each culture communicates mm-hmm. and how you should engage with them um, in these different aspects. So for example, um, certain cultures I, the one I remember the most, I think, is China. Don't start with business. You start by finding out how the person is. Mm. How is their family? And that's very Ghanaian yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. How, yeah. Are you, how are you family? Mm-hmm. Oh, this, mm-hmm. this. Then, when yeah. you've checked on who and how that person mm-hmm. is, now we can discuss business. Mm-hmm. In other cultures, you need to talk business. Mm-hmm. They, don't want, okay. they don't care about your personal life, mm-hmm. right? So all of those things, um, um, I would say, they're, they're cultural, cultural, yeah, and I, I think they're tied to values mm. of the different where they're from and how they've been socialized and mm-hmm. groomed. So that's why you have that. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, when I go for walks, mm. <laughs> most of the time, most people will look away or look down. Right. But I also make sure I'm very intentional about looking at people. Uh, yeah, to same say here. Yeah. Hi. Hi, exactly. You know? Sometimes I even say hi before they pass. Yeah, you know? and then they'll light up. <laughs> yes. You know, like when you say hi, it's like they've been wanting to say hi to you. But I think it's just maybe the, how it is over here. Yeah. I think maybe because everyone's so caught up in maybe their work or whatever like that. Yeah. So it's like a known thing. You don't say hi or something. Like an unknown uh, or, or unsaid yeah. A rule or something like that, right? But, but when you norm. do say, what is it? Yeah. It's called a norm. A norm, right? Yeah. So a, yeah. Norm, a norm happens when people repeat a certain behavior so often mm. that it seems like that's that's the way. Even that's how culture 
cultures created as well. Mm. They come from norms. Mm -hmm. And so I really believe that norms and cultures can change, but it takes us to do it on a consistent time. Yeah. So there's a lot of, even these different countries I was talking about, yeah. the, a lot of the ways that they are is because of norms and cultures that have been developed over time. Their people have adapt, adapted and accepted in them, but it could still change. Yeah. Their children, the next generations coming up, might not accept that. Yeah. You know, and most of the time change comes from young people. Yeah. Whenever there's um you know, an unrest or, or challenges, young people are the ones that use for a, a change. Um mm. so I'm I'm hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hopeful. Yeah. Um I wanted to say something else when you're talking about people not greeting you. Mm. Um when you walk by. But anyway. Yeah, so it's, it's something, and like you said, being intentional, that's something that I'm really intentional about yes. now as well. Mm -hmm. um, even on Canada Day, um, my son came out and one of my, like we had a little barbecue, mm -hmm. and my, my, my cousin and my son, we went for a walk, and yeah, everyone, we just made, we were intentional and say, oh, yes. happy Canada Day, yes. right? And then they'll say, oh, happy Canada Day, yes. right? There was one person who walked by us, yes. right? And then my son's like, Dad, how come you how come you didn't say anything? Yeah. Right? Okay. Like my son was like so shocked that this person just walked by us. Yeah, yeah. Right? And after I never didn't really have an answer for him. Who yeah. knows? Who knows what the, and that's what you were talking about earlier. Yeah. When you don't say something, it's also a form of communication. hundred percent. Right? And, yeah. and and that's what happened. So it was kind of like an unusual thing that my son had to ask a question. Because he didn't ask, oh, how come everybody's saying hi? Yes. Like, or saying it back to us. Yes. It's when that one person did something. That was out of the norm. Yes. Right? And then he said, oh, how come he didn't say hi? <laughs> and, and like you said, you learn from your children because yes. they're growing up into this and they're creating the norm. Yeah. And, you know, if this is, this is, this was kind of out of the norm for my son in, the, in his yeah. case, right? Yeah. So, yeah, definitely being intentional and, and, you know, saying hi to people because it's like people do want to say hi. They, they right? And, and other people from other cultures back home that's what they were doing yeah so like you said because here this is the norm everyone kind of wants to fit in in 100%. a sense and they feel oh this is the way you do it over here exactly. right exactly is that really going to help us grow is that really going to bring our community together because this is a community it is. you know we're with other different nationalities and everything, yeah. but it is a community because we're all together yeah. right yeah 100 percent. I, I thank you for for recapping that mm -hmm. you reminded me what i wanted to say and um when you brought up your, your son in the so when I go out with my children, I will talk to people. And this is a question they always ask me. Oh, mom, do you know them? I'm like, no, I just met them right now. Like, so why are you talking to them like that? I'm like, talking to them like they're a human being. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, so it's, it's important that like, people feel that you're not strangers. Yeah. You know, and, and how you communicate. And I think, it's a, it, for me, it's concerning that my children ask if I know people because that they're also being influenced by this culture yeah. where mind your business, you, know, you don't engage with people. That's very lonely. Yep. Human beings were created to be connected. Connecting, yep. Or else we wouldn't have two people. When you're born, you're born to two people. Whether they're mm. present or not, you're born to two mm. people. You were never meant to be by yourself, right? So you have to really look at how this world was designed, the principle yeah. of how things were designed. And understand that in countries like south africa if you have only one parent mm -hmm. you're considered an orphan they believe that it takes two people mm -hmm. to um, raise one human being 
Yeah. And then, of course, we have the whole it takes a village. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those are some of the African principles. And mm -hmm. so that's why, yes, if you go to you know, African nations, nations with those similar values, people are, they understand that we are all one. Yeah. We are all connected. Um, and, and the least respect you can give to another human showing that you see them. Yes. Yes, that's amazing. And I, wa I want us to go into, um, like, because you're talking about your humility, right? And, you know, um, this is something that I feel um, it will be really good um, to get out because, you know, we are living in this social world, mm -hmm. right? And um, lately, like, and I'm, I'm, I experience, I'm sure you experience it, where um, a lot of times when people reach out to you, it's like, they're reaching out to you with something that they want from you. Uh, kind of like, you know, like where they're, they're, they're going in with, it's, not, it's like, it's not like it, it, um, a mutual. Yes, exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like they're just, they want to get to know you. It feels more like they want to get something from you. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So in terms of communicating, right. And in terms of actually even with us as people mm -hmm. and, and, and coming together, like, like, I want you to talk about that, like the ego and, you know, how do we uh, take that back? Why, why is it that we're reaching out to people when we want something? Mm -hmm. Why are we not reaching out to people to see what they need, mm -hmm. you know, more, if anything? It should be like, um, like you said, it's, it has to be like a, a full circle where it's, you know, everyone's kind of benefiting from, yeah. right? Um, that's a great question, and, and honestly, it's something I've been discussing with my husband, and I'm processing myself, because mm -hmm. um, lately I've been getting, like, requests from people that I don't even know, asking mm -hmm. me to help them find me. I, I don't know you. I, I don't have work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why you're asking me, like, yeah. you know, um, uh, so yes, I, and even sometimes as someone that's been in faculty, like I love to give references for my students, um, especially those that I know have done well, and mm -hmm. even those that it, maybe they didn't do well, but I saw their effort, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but sometimes students don't stay in touch with me, and it's been I don't know seven years. I don't know what you're up to. Yeah, you're just like hey Rahel, I you know I want to use you for a reference. I don't know what you've done in the last seven years. How am I going to speak questions that they will ask me? They don't think about yeah. those those things. They don't. So, um, just giving you that context before I give you the answer. Okay. Yeah. So number one, how do we address this? Before I reach out to you for help, I need to think about what will it require of you to help me in this way. So I will think, okay. First, it's your time. Yeah. You're going to take time um, to send me information or talk to people on my behalf. Mm -hmm. Have family. Are you well? Like, what might be some of the, the barriers mm -hmm. <laughs> to you even helping me? And what would you need from me? Mm -hmm. even, even if they're not thinking about what I need, mm -hmm. they have to think about what will I need from them to help them. Mm -hmm. People don't even do that simple. Mm -hmm. So it's really... Going back to what I was saying about how do we communicate effectively, we have to think about the result of yep. what we're trying to achieve mm -hmm. and then draft our message. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's still a consistent principle no matter what we're doing and how we're communicating. Um, so putting ourselves in the person's thinking about what they will need. Um, there's another thing I wanted to share about that too. I think 
just really, when we go back to culture and norms, people have this mindset that um, it's like, I'm just getting mine. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, there's this belief that um, people are doing things overnight. Um, there's also a belief that uh, I'm trying to think of these slogans that people have. Um, like basically, they did it on their own. Yeah, you know, you know, self-made, self-made. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, all of those, yeah, yeah. all of those things. Yeah. None of it is true. Facts. None of yeah, it is true. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. in order for some of this to change our culture and our language needs to change mm. we also need to take the time to break down what does self-made mean mm. i could say i'm self-made right yeah. there's things i did for myself by myself yeah. but guess what it started somewhere and there's been people that have been yeah. into me yeah. and who i am even you having this space and time and platform mm -hmm. you don't know who i am yeah. like before, <laughs> before yeah this. for sure but, but if somebody hears my message and, and purchases something from my business Nothing about that was self. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, a lot yeah. of it has to do with just the mindset and, and what's being communicated, how it's being communicated. Mm -hmm. I remember one time I was reading an article and it was like, oh, um, this person achieved something overnight. But when you read the article, mm -hmm. you saw all the work that they had yeah, done yeah, yeah, yeah. until it blew up. Mm -hmm. So people think that it have to happen immediately. I was doing a presentation for a group of university students workshop and they were we were talking about policy and I was talking about the time it takes and how it's a process yeah and even if we want to make change it's not going to necessarily happen today yeah and if it does happen today it's because of the work that other people did yeah. before yeah, us yeah, 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 and yeah. having that mindset and having those values yeah. and they said you know a situation happened and they reached out and um, the decision makers did not respond mm -hmm. But then they got a newspaper article written, and in one year, things changed. Yeah. I said, that's amazing. If you were able to make change in one year, yeah. it took 50 years for the Canadian government to have in, um, or take action about uh, affordable childcare, where it's $10 a yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, took yeah, 50 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, people yeah, have been working yeah, on yeah. this for 50 wow. years. Mm. So I think people go into a lot of these things without the right context. Mm -hmm. Again, going back to communication. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we don't have context. So we think that we can just reach out to somebody, not thinking about what time they have or effort mm. or any of those things. We're not thinking about the work that other people have done, are doing, mm -hmm. and will be doing before and after mm -hmm. and during us. Like all of that is missing. And, mm. and so for all those reasons, um, the humility is not there. Mm. Understanding that others have done the work and I will have to do the work. Mm. <laughs> so, I was, so one of, the, uh, one of my clients is the city of Mississauga. They have um, a summer company. Um, and so I mentor some of the small business uh, uh, young people, and mm -hmm. then, uh, they also have like another program for adults, adults with business. Um, yeah. I was talking to one of them, and they're like, hell, I've been posting for two weeks, and I haven't heard from you. I just, <laughs> I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to, but I had to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm like, yeah. do you know that human beings need to see things minimum nine times? Mm. Minimum nine times to, re to respond. Wow. Minimum. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. 
you definitely need to do it more than nine times. And, and um, I don't know what the recent statistics is right now, but I know a few years ago, if you were to pay for social ads and those kind of things, you need to have had your information online for at least nine months wow. before people start paying attention and acting on mm. it. So context, again, people are not doing their homework. Yeah. Um, they think that they're the first ones experiencing things or doing things for the first time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry to say, but laziness. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I don't yeah. want to do the work. I see that you've done the work. Mm. You can just give me access. So mm. do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's entitled it, huh? <laughs> That's the best word. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah. this culture of entitlement mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's scary. It shows yeah. up in education. It shows up in workplace. Mm-hmm. And it shows up in family. Yep. yep. So, um, yeah, that culture has come from different things. You know how I, I've said that uh, communication has evolved over time? Yeah. So now because... We have tools to communicate right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't respect the value and intention of words mm-hmm. um, and get responses today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now, the second, yeah, yeah. and we expect res- responses today. Right now, the second, um, and understanding in professionalism, I, I find, for example, uh, sometimes I'll have students that will email me and say, you know. Uh, they need help with something or they have a question. If they email me at 1 p.m., they'll email me again at 1.30. Oh, I emailed you and you didn't respond. Mm. In 30 minutes, am I sitting in front of the computer waiting? Oh, can't wait for this email to come. No, I'm not. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) So just teaching people like different standards like Mm -hmm. in in, um, the professional field, you need to give people a minimum of two business days. Yeah. to respond to you. And then during COVID, mm-hmm. I would say make it three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Since COVID, everybody's moving slower. Make mm-hmm. it three days. Mm-hmm. Um, and your, your lack of preparation is not my emergency. Okay, yeah. You, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, 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 so yeah. you do your due diligence. I always say if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Mm-hmm. So people are not doing the due diligence. Now it's your problem. They need you to connect and so anyway, I can go on and on. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> no, I like that. Yeah, if, if, if you stay so, ready, to, if you don't have to get ready, I want you to yes. go deeper into that. Well, I think if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So it goes back to thinking things through. Mm-hmm. Like everything I'm telling you, I'm going to feel like uh, you're going to feel like I'm repeating yeah. because they're all principles I'm mm-hmm. sharing with you. So if I've taken the time to say, okay, I, this is what I'm trying to achieve. Okay, yeah. so today I'm coming to this office. Yeah. What, what do I need to order to get to this office. I have to already think about what am I going to be wearing yeah. so that I can leave and get here at the time mm-hmm. that we've discussed. Okay, I need to get my, my app. I use Waze. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to see how, you know, how long, how yeah. much time, mm-hmm. when should I be yeah. leaving my okay. home. I have to think about my children, the time that I'm leaving, will they have meals? Like all mm. of these, these kind of things um, I have to have uh, prepared. I brought my makeup bag. It's in the car, just in case. I was like, "Why do you see how I look on camera?" Just in case. Look nice. Look like that. But because because I thought all those things through, I mm. have the things that I need uh, with me. Yeah. And so when things happen quickly now, mm. it's okay. Let me just run to the car and get my this. Uh, yeah. Not I have to go home. Yeah. Or, you know all of these kind of things. Yeah. Um. So it goes back to again really thinking about, okay, what is the goal? What is it going to take to get there? Mm-hmm. And putting those things in. 
yourself um, yeah, to, to take action. No, I like that. I like that. So you got to say it again. You got to stay ready. <laughs> say, say, I want, that's, a big, that's, a big, that's a big quote right there. So if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. If you okay. stay ready, you don't have to get ready. You know, and um, before we wrap up, I want, I want us to talk about the motherland. I want us to talk about Ghana because you were even saying, like, you know, um, there's all these studies and they have all these other, other countries. And, um, you know, with, with Africa, you know, it's not as, you know, um, now I guess we're getting more recognition. Yes. Um, more people are going down. I, like, I have a lot of friends, like, from mm -hmm. different parts of the world that, you know, they, they hear about Africa. And even meeting, like, when I meet people at a time, Ghanaian, oh, I have a Ghanaian, <laughs> I love Ghanaian, you know? And so, like, we're, we're, we're out there. So, like, from the skills that you have and what you know, you know, um, how are you going to um, translate this information to help the motherland? Oh, I love that question. Okay, so one thing we didn't talk about is that my parents um, have been an example of business owners. So not only do they tell me if you want to make it in Canada, you have to have a business, they also are business owners. Okay. So they have an import and export company called End Time Harvest. Okay. And so they ship um, containers oh, okay. <laughs> from, from Canada uh, to Ghana. Um, and so that's one aspect of how I'm kind of like, I guess, connecting to the motherland mm -hmm. and the business that my parents run. Mm -hmm. And I'm constantly talking to them about like, what will it mean when they're ready to retire? Mm -hmm. And what are some of the things that they can put in place? To mm -hmm. uh, especially when I was talking about um, automation and, yeah. and IT and improving, not being behind as black folks mm -hmm. to incorporate those kind of things. I had the privilege of meeting the CEO of Perlator um, wow. at, a, yeah, at an event and just hearing like how the shipping company, especially during COVID, even learn like aspects of how can we incorporate some of that into Ghana. Mm -hmm. So what that will mean is uh, right now my parents are very this with the business and mm -hmm. doing things their way because mm -hmm. I'm just their child. Mm -hmm. But when, I, yeah, yeah. When, when it is my turn and I can help expand it, that mm -hmm. will mean uh, work opportunity and training and getting skills. I'm going to add that aspect nice. to your business. Nice. Um, I also started a business with uh, two friends of mine also became clients. Um, called Foreign Exposure. And what we do is we bring young people from Ghana to Canada mm -hmm. um, so that they can ex get exposed to Canadian culture. Mm -hmm. One of the barriers that a lot of Africans face when they're adults and they want to travel, visa is denied yeah. because they have not traveled before. Mm -hmm. So we want to deal with that issue from when they're young. So they have a history okay. of coming to Canada yeah. and they can also be open to being educated abroad, mm -hmm. right? And make connections and feel some form of connection from yeah. a younger age with adults or young adults that want to come to a foreign country to study, work, whatever. They have that yeah. um, experience. And then our hope is to also bring um, young people from Canada Together. to Ghana yeah, to be exposed to their culture and so forth. So I hope that's good enough. No, of course. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. No, it's, it's, just, it's just something that I, because I, I, I see you're passionate and I yes. see, you know, you care for people and, you know, and this is how we make it happen, you know, by having discussions, by communicating, yeah? 100%. No, I, yeah, so I, I honestly, this is amazing wealth talk. Um, any final words, you know, uh, that, that you want to go uh, give off before we yeah. wrap up? 100%. So, um, as, as, you know, the founding director of 11,000 Training Consulting, um, I would love for you to visit our website, 11,000.ca, 
um, check out our online courses, reach out to me about mentorship and coaching, and um, yeah, continue to work on your communication skills. The better skills you have, the better opportunities and solutions you can be uh, for other people. Okay, that's amazing. Any, any uh, other social tags do you have that, that you can oh, share? Oh, yes. So um, I have a YouTube channel, uh, which is 1,000. Uh, so it's, the, it's O N E yes. 1 and then triple zero. Triple, okay, yeah. You yeah, got yeah, it. Right. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for yeah, catching yeah. that. <laughs> so it's 1 O N E and then, num uh, and then the number 1 and then zero, zero. Um, And then on Instagram, same thing. 1 uh, O N E, the number 1, um, and you can also find our business on LinkedIn as well um, under 11000 Training. Uh, I look forward to hearing from you. All right. Yeah. So, Rahel, thank you so much. We appreciate this thank well talk. You. Oh. Amazing. You gave such good information. I forgot to share the free booklet. Yes. Okay. Yeah, please do, please. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, um, if, if you uh, email me at info, I-N-F-O, at the word 1-O-N-E, 1000, one trip. Um, .ca. I will add you to my newsletter list and we will also send you a free book on just show how to get started with your, your community and I'm sure you're going to share a link yep, yep, so for sure. we a definitely link will share be that. shared too that you can actually download yeah. and, and um, booklet so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I, I do want to really thank you because um, you went deep into communication because honestly I, I thought it was just verbal communication, but communication, it, it's, it's like there's a big spectrum. Yep. It, it doesn't just stop at no. verbal. Obviously, yes, we know body language <laughs> is communication, but also the process you you know, that you're actually running your business through or even yep. the process that you're even teaching your children or whatever, everything that you're doing is communication. Everything we do, and a lot of times, even though people take my courses for professional development or companies hire me to train their their team um they'll come back and say Rahel like they help me at work but it helped me at, with my family mm -hmm. <laughs> it helped me nice. with my friends it yeah. helped me in my personal life yeah because what I'm teaching you is so fundamental mm. you can use it in every aspect of everything you do, I promise so, oh that's yeah. amazing God bless you we appreciate <laughs> you, you and thank you for your service and yes. thank you for joining us on the Walkout podcast but then you're me. always welcome as well there's something that you know, we just, we just want to be an outlet, you know, to get the information out there. And you got loads of information, drop many gems, watch us over and over and over, yeah. you know, so thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate this opportunity and what you're doing here as well. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's, that's the Well Talk Podcast. Okay. All right.